and have five more. I always, <laughs> I always tell people, if you want to understand what happened in 2008, watch the big short. And if you don't have time yep. to watch a two hour movie, watch the one clip with the stripper. When she yes. breaks the fourth wall and she's like, I own five houses right now. They haven't done a credit check on me. Hold on. I'm going to go give this guy a $20 lap dance. Exactly what happened in 2008. That was exactly everything in- encompassed that. That movie is a phenomenal movie to really explain the 2008 crisis. And it's how you'll know what's going on now in our economy. Completely different than 12, 13 years ago. Well, and yeah. I, I always say like, because a lot of people call me for <clears throat> for crypto advice, or especially like no what to do, <laughs> yeah, what, don't to, lie. what to do with you know profits. And I'm like, look, man, at the end of the day, and this is something my mom always taught me, and she got my stepdad to really understand this. Is like all the all the equity in the world is nice, but unless you park it in your real estate, it, at the end of the day, that's the the golden standard. Like if you don't value of land there's only going to be a certain amount of beachfront property in the world or a certain amount of nice property like yeah they don't they don't they don't make it they don't make more of it that's yes yes so i i agree i always tell people if you have if you're able to weather any storm that the real estate market may throw at you you will always make money on your investment you will always make money on your investment if you can weather the storm that's thrown to you um, unfortunately, a lot of people, when, you know, shit hits the fan, they, they can't afford their mortgages anymore. They, they lose their properties or they have to get rid of their properties or they bought it a high and they have to sell and then they have to short sell. And then they can't buy a home for three years due to the rules of short selling a real estate property. Um, yep. but if you can weather it, you will always make money hand over fist. It just might exactly. take a few years. Well, exactly. And at least, you know, especially with this with this crypto bull market you know been on i've, I've had friends that again they are asking me you know what where do where, where do i take profit and what do i do and i'm like first of all you need to realize that if you're taking profit uncle sam wants his cut like uncle sam have, always gets his cut he if always you does. don't if you don't play like that you know if you think okay, you know, I'm just going to pull 30K off of an exchange, whatever. It's like, well, at the end of the day, it'll catch up to you. But oh yeah, I, I tell people, I'm like, look at your crypto earnings as the down payment on a house, okay? <laughs> like, it, you know, whatever you have, look at it as 10% of, you know, a house or whatnot. And mm-hmm. that's what, yeah. you know, your earnings have the, the ability to do is to literally put a down payment on a house. You can buy, you can buy a house with crypto. I, I personally haven't uh, had a client do it yet, but I've had a few, I know a few agents who have assisted clients and look, it's, it's, it's real money. If you can turn it into liquid shit, there's, there's some sellers that will just accept the crypto, the equivalent of the yeah. crypto. If it's a $500,000 house, they'll, they'll say, give me, you know, five, uh, five Bitcoin or whatever, you know, whatever the, the, the trade, the, what it's trading for at that time. One of the, yeah. One of the girls that, you know, I've kind of been friends with. So like this crypto community is, again, strange. It's a very small group of people that essentially all coalesced in 2017 and kind of have all gone their own ways. But one of our mutual friends, she, I met her in Las Vegas, actually, at a conference. Um, She bought a house in 2017. She paid 26 Bitcoin for it. And it's a, it was like at the time, it was like a $2 million home in Tahoe, you know, beautiful home. And now that is worth like, essentially, yes, essentially like it, it played out. In so the, the, sell, the sellers really, the yeah. sellers of that home in, uh, in Tahoe, they really made out. Yeah, yeah they're, oh, they're yeah. very happy right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh yeah, uh, shit! If somebody knocked on my door right now and they were like, "Hey, I'll give you, you know, ten Bitcoin for your home," I'd be like, "Sarah, I don't care. I'll pay the cap gains. Let's go." It's true. <laughs> like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> and, and especially like we're seeing more and more companies, and obviously Elon Musk led the way with this. You know, putting, uh, giving himself exposure to to Bitcoin, and it, in my opinion, when we look 
I, I always try to run this analogy by people and sometimes they don't understand it. But if you look at what happened post World War One, okay, 100 years ago, massive changes in the economy across the entire world, supply chains are ruined. But then there's a bounce back, short term bounce back as the economic measures kind of rehabilitate some of the circumstances that led to that. And I think in the 20s now, so in the next 10 years, we're going to see economies kind of boom. Like things are going to mm -hmm. really pick up. After that, yeah, I think it's realistic that uh, you know we hit a bit of a speed bump. Roaring 20s part two and then depressing 30s part two. Ooh, oh, yeah. we've, uh, we've discussed this before. Uh, yeah, look, this is this is the millennials' time to shine. We've we've been I've said it. We've been fucked before. We got we got like eight more years left to make it count, and uh, just stack our chips until then. But why don't we get into it? You guys ready? We got a lot to talk about. Blake Griffin does his buyout with the uh, Detroit Pistons. JJ Watt source me, which I have to say is probably one of the greatest flexes in all of like all sports time. Um, we we got we got a lot more to talk about. Will we cover it all? Let's find out. Welcome to the riff. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. All right, how you doing? I I say we uh, I say we go first for uh, 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 JJ Watt. Man, source me Arizona Cardinals. No one saw it coming. Talk about a wild card. Yeah. Um, okay, so the I got to put an asterisk on the, the source me kind of being the first one to do that. Trevor Bauer was actually who did that before JJ Watt when he announced his Dodgers deal. And my friend, but Tre Trevor Bauer snaked the Mets, so fuck him. <laughs> hey, but I that's like my inside. I know the uh, you know, I know, I know his agent, so you're right, you're right. It was still it, but it was very cool for JJ Watts to do that. Um, it was now, in a card shirt. Here's what came to my mind though. Do you really believe that this is your team to win it all with, or did you just take the biggest deal? Yeah, I think he took the money. I'm okay yeah, with that. He... I'm okay. It's with okay. That. It's a business. At the end of the day, it's a business. Get 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 your payday. Come on. But you're going to the most competitive division in football, and you think you're going to win a championship? But I do feel bad for Russell Wilson. He is going to get fucked next year. Well, <sighs> wait. Hold on. Hold on. Oh God. That's assuming Russell Wilson's a Seahawk. Oh fuck! Here we go. Look, I'm I'm just saying. I said this last time. It's uh, it's weird that this keeps um, it, this this keeps being mentioned. I was I was at the gym this morning, and uh, Colin Cowherd was on, and even he made a similar comment about it this morning, saying like, "Why is this?" Why is this still a story? There's there's something not being said either in the Seahawks camp or or by Pete Carroll or by uh, uh, Russell Wilson. So maybe maybe JJ Watt knows something that we don't because if you get if you take Russell Wilson out of Seattle, you open up the NFC West. No. Nah, I'm lukewarm on that concept. Look, uh, Jimmy G is not going to be in San Francisco, more than likely. Okay, but again, you, we're just talking about quarterbacks. Sure, that may make Kyler the the apparent best quarterback in the NFC West, but Matt Stafford is in that division. Uh, yep. I think he's going to be I very actually, good. I forgot about that. I forgot about that trade. And yep. we also are forgetting the Giant or the Niners don't need. A good quarterback they, they, they it, just they get healthy years ago they just get healthy yeah. on defense they're True. gonna be real good yeah and get their running backs back healthy too and yeah they'll be fine yes uh you know uh, I, I also think it's worth pointing out the i i totally agree with you on on russell wilson and i if i'm a seahawks fan i don't like the fact that this keeps coming back um whether, you know, I think we talked about it last time. I think the, the first reports were that the news was coming from Seattle that 
his agents had reached out and said, okay, we don't want to be traded, but if you do trade us, this is where we want to be traded. Um, Russell still likes Seattle, but if you had a list, but I have her list. Yeah. Well, it's look, I said in our group text and you know, Russell Wilson saying, I don't want to be traded, but if I am, here's where I would like to go is the same as OJ Simpson writing a book called, I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I do no, it. No, no, no. That is such a, that is such garbage thing. Uh, I, no, that I, is an amazing comparison. I, I think, I think what it more How showed, am I wrong? How is it not that? Prove because, me wrong. You like that I'm not wrong, but sign? if I am, tell me how. Um, <laughs> I think, I think it's more along the lines of we're seeing more, again, the more player players having a say in where they go, pushing their own trades like in the NBA. And Russ is simply saying, look, if I make it known, I'm interested in X, these teams, X, Y, and Z, they're more likely to approach Seattle. Um, and if, if Seattle was actively shopping him, you know who says they're not i don't think something would have happened by now i i agree i agree i think more likely i mean i 89 percent he's back in seattle next year so oh yeah but the fact that it's not a hundred percent still is like mind-boggling yes i totally agree uh and i also don't i you know just because now we're already on quarterbacks uh I just, all these big names, look, man, it's great. People love to, to chat about it and to, you know, just theorize about quarterback A to B, Madden trades. But, like, come on, man. These guys are franchise quarterbacks. You, you don't go throwing them around left and, you know, left and right. Deshaun walks into the Washington Primes. No, no chance. They got rid of yeah. Alex Smith. They have the cap room. Okay, but yeah, God, guys, it has nothing to do with the cap. Like, if, if it this doesn't, was, I mean, look, if it had anything to do with the cap, Alex Smith would have been on the San Francisco 49ers. I mean, oh fuck, God. fuck, I fucked that up. I'm done. Oh, you <laughs> fucked it. You fucked it. I fucked up my own joke. <laughs> yes. Uh, but it, 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 that, as much as I think it's, totally Dan Snyder to stab the comeback player of the year in the back. Um, mm, I don't think it's no. I don't, I don't think he, a very, I, as much as, move. as much as DC Dan sucks, um, as much as DC Dan uh, sucks. Um, I, uh, I, uh, I don't disagree with it. You have a, you have a quarterback that couldn't even play in your one playoff game due to, uh, you know, stressing the leg out that nearly killed him a few years ago. Alex Smith has nothing left to prove, in my opinion. This was a guy that literally almost died on the operating table, went into sepsis, was told that not only will he never play again, there's a chance you won't even walk. walk. Yeah. And then this guy says, fuck you, science. I'm Alex Smith. I was first overall drafted by the San Francisco 49ers over Aaron Rodgers. I'm going to prove you wrong. And he started six games, I think, last year, and he went five and one in the games he started. Alex Smith has nothing left to prove. $15 million in cap space is a substantial amount in cap. Whether you go to buy out – because, look, you're going to buy out Deshaun's contract, and that dude's going to still want to get paid. They're not going to buy him out. There's, like – that's not no whoever if you're going to trade for Deshaun Watson you're going to have to pay the king's ransom just to the texans to get his contract he's not going to get a new contract upon arrival oh the True. texans have proven in the past that they'll take nothing you know deandre hopkins i agree but i feel like they've also been the butt end of that joke so many times that you know, they still are because they're a dumpster fire of an organization. I agree. But if they haven't been willing to move him now, and at least in my eyes, it's not like the football team was in a situation where, oh, man, 
if we can just clean up some cap space, we could fit Deshaun Watson. They had cap space. Yeah. But now they have a lot of cap space. A lot. But they're also a, re- a rebuilding team, and it's. I think it's more than likely that they'll end up taking a quarterback this year. I mean, there's a lot of Absolutely. quarterbacks in this draft. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, it'll, it'll, pro- it'll yeah. probably happen. You know, um, also, you know, again, I, I see the Dak situation, and for someone that is, you know, myself being a, a Cowboys hater, I, I think it's ridiculous Same. to, to – uh, he, both he's, Texas teams are fucking up so yeah, much, right? like, so I, bad. I, both I, Texas teams, like which one's fucking up more? I don't really have an answer for you. Oh, you know, <laughs> they, I mean, both, they both peaked. They yeah. both peaked and fucked uppery. Dallas, I mean, you know, Dallas kind of bet their, in my opinion, played their whole hand on the premise that look, if we surround this quarterback who's on a rookie deal with the most absurd amount of talent on offense we're going to get to the Super Bowl. But then they didn't negotiate the contract. They decided to pay Zeke first. They decided to pay Amari first. Like, it was ass backwards from the beginning. Yeah, usually it's like your quarterback, then your, your skill position Jerry, players. Jerry Jones doesn't know how to be a general manager. I always make the joke – when people, because one of my biggest pet peeves is when people misuse the word coincidence and irony, and this is this is the joke I make. If you want to know the difference between coincidence and irony, a coincidence would be if Jerry Jones was just as bad in fantasy football as he is at managing a real football team. <laughs> irony would be if he's actually his fantasy football league champion. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's 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 well played. Uh, I, <laughs> yeah, I do... Jerry Jones is does not know how to be in the Jones family does not know how to be run a team in the 2020s. They just don't. Okay. They didn't know how to run a team in the, uh, the the team, the team, the team, the team that won the Super Bowl. I'm pretty sure Jones, Jerry Jones owned them at the time, but it was barely. He fired Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He said he wouldn't do. Yeah. And he hired Um, Barry Switzer. Yeah. Yeah, but okay, and I he will. kept Jason Garrett for like eight years too long, <laughs> and I, it's clapping, and it's clapping. I will. That's I my will, OC. That's my OC. <laughs> I will push back on this, and again, I, I hate to be put in a situation where I have to defend the fucking Cowboys, but it is a unique and amazing situation where, due to the skill and like success of your drafts year after year, you're in a situation like they're in. And I got to give Jerry Jones credit for doing that. And I don't, I mean, obviously, you know, he's a rich guy. He knows that, you know, surround yourself with the best people to help you make those decisions. But for the guy that puts himself out there, he has brought in and drafted great class after great class. Yes, he has. But done he, anything and, I was just going to say years. that they haven't done anything. Yes, I, I agree. But again, then you go to, okay, well, how? if you're a GM, you, you can be the best GM in the world. You don't play the game. Well, yeah, yeah, like, exactly. I've never looked at the Cowboys roster and thought to myself, especially, I mean, more so, more so than, huh? I mean, even when they, they had Tony Rome, I mean, they have had, in my opinion, Super Bowl caliber winning rosters. In oh, yeah. The past. Now they haven't been able to get it done because I feel like they have this weird inferiority complex thing. Uh, but Dallas has had teams that are good enough to win it all. They've just choked. It's the, uh, it's the curse of being called America's team, I think. Yeah. Why you would ever want that moniker, I don't know. Right. Yeah, why would you want that moniker? Because you're just going to bring in so much hate on yeah. your it, franchise. Okay, okay. so here's, here's me not defending the Cowboys, but de- defending Jerry Jones as a businessman. By having that moniker, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys in the last 25 years since dubbing themselves America's team has probably had the most nationally broadcast football games of any of the other 30 teams in the NFL. 
So why would you want that moniker? Because I'm a businessman and I can have my team on national TV seven to nine games out of my 16 games season every year. Hell yeah, ad revenue. That's what funds the NFL. Well, yeah, they're the most valuable franchise in the NFL, you know, and that makes all the sense in the world. So yes, yes, it's, it's a, it's a dumb moniker. And especially me, me and TJ being giants and and Eagles fans and and being, you know, arch rivals with the Cowboys, we hate it. We mock it. Most of the NFL world mock it. The media fans mock it, but Jerry Jones laughing all the way to the bank. We discussed it a few weeks ago. He bought the team for what? Like 25 million, 50 million. It was something ridiculous. And they're now worth like $6.5 billion. Yeah. So you know what? Good for him. I, I to agree. defend Jerry I agree Jones, with that. the businessman. I agree with that. Um, I'm, and I'm pretty sure the America's team goes back pretty far pre Jerry Jones. Really? But okay. Then I look. I'm I'm 20. I'm going to be 29 in a few weeks. So I, <laughs> no, 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 way no, to no. go, you <laughs> stupid millennial. No, no. That doesn't discredit anything that you've said because they've certainly continued to run with it in the past, you know, two decades. But yeah. Uh, I do think when we were looking at these quarterbacks and guys, I've seen so like, I don't know. One thing I have this pet peeve with is like, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for certain uh, football insiders. Obviously there's Schefter and Rappaport, but like pro football focus, I usually rate really highly. Um, And I saw, you know, these accounts on Twitter, you know, tweeting out Madden trades, and, and being like, oh yeah, this this is a trade that would work. You know, if if the Cowboys sent Dak to Seattle in exchange for Russ, and then drafted, you know, X, Y, and Z. I'm like, man, what? Uh, in hold what on. world? Hold on. To interrupt you, that wasn't a tweet. That was me texting you. Okay, that was you texting me, and they, they had tweeted it. <laughs> that was just me saying I can make an argument as an armchair GM, Russ, for Dak, and draft picks going in both directions. <laughs> there's an argument. Sure, okay. Maybe there's an argument to be made, but again, I, I maybe I'm just more – it's crazy to say this. I'm more grounded in reality to say look at the cap, and it doesn't work. Like, wow. <laughs> you know, like you, Russ has one of the – I think he's – third highest cap hit in the nfl probably yeah he's he's up there yeah he's got yeah. top five for sure yeah. and, and, and honestly yeah, easily definitely. top three it's yeah. like him stafford and i don't i wouldn't even know who the third would be so yes yeah Mahomes. And, <laughs> and Mahomes. and literally the yeah Mahomes. if i'm seattle i'm looking at that trade like hmm okay it's a like for like trade in the sense that it's a franchise quarterback but the very best Dak's I can hope future. for, the, but the very best I can hope for with Dak is that he is as good as Russell Wilson in that offense, which isn't enough. If he heals, no, it's not. Yes. If he heals, so that's, that's like if the he big heals, yeah. if. That's the big if in this entire scenario is if Dak comes back and he's Dak Prescott from the last five years. But if exactly. he doesn't, if he's a shell of his former self, look, dude deserves to get paid by the Cowboys because dude deserved to get paid before his injury. And that's why he was holding out last year. He was holding out last year for so long because, and that's why players do this, you know, the, the media and like the casual fan, they're like, they're, they're sitting out for like the equivalent of $12. No, they need to make sure that if they have a career ending injury, that they're set up, that they're there, they are set. They are putting themselves on the line. Now, if you want to talk about the ridiculous salaries that athletes get in general, that's a different argument. But Dak holding out, that wasn't Dak being a, a, a princess. That was Dak just saying, hey, I need to make sure I get X amount of dollars because I'm putting myself out there every day. And if I get a bad injury and I can't come back and play, what, what happens to me? What do I do? And that's why Dak deserves to get paid. Oh, yeah, because he was making the league minimum. So, yeah, he deserves it. And, again, this is almost similar to to somewhat similar caveat here to the Kirk Cousins situation. You know, you essentially – you didn't endorse – you didn't – you made the guy – you give him a franchise tag, approve it year. If I die, I die. (laughs) And (laughs) now you realize, okay, I – gambled on that and 
I mean, make no mistake about it. A franchise tag is the team is betting against the player, which is fucked up. You know? Yeah, we'll give you a shit ton of money for a one-year deal. Yes, you know, they, people like to say, "Oh, yeah, it's a bridge to a big contract." No, look at all the no. franchise tags over the last X amount of years, and you'll see that the guy almost always ends up not on that team. Well, yeah, look at uh, you know Namdi Asamoah. How many times he was uh, franchise tagged by the Raiders, and then he ended up going and stinking it up in Philly. Yep. Um, <laughs> And then uh, for a local example for, you know, our people in Arizona, Carlos Dansby, you know, he was franchise tag, I think, three or four years in a row, mm-hmm. which was retarded. Which, yeah. again, speaks to the fact, like, I think the NFL is very archaic in a lot of ways, but especially when it comes to player trades. Like, you know, obviously things are more player focused in the NBA, but in the NFL, the team still has so much power over the player. Yep. You know, uh, yeah. it, it was only you know, 30 years ago that players really didn't even have an opportunity to hit free agency if they if a team didn't want to let them. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and that's why they striked. Yeah, and that's why the tag exists. The yeah. tag is dumb. The, the tag, though. The, the like, tag is very dumb. Yeah. The tag is dumb. Yes, on paper, it's, it's a nice little, like, oh, you're getting the average of the top five in that position. In reality... What does what that it even mean? <laughs> yeah, like, what does it mean? <laughs> it, it just means we're, okay, we're, like, putting a Band-Aid on an issue we know we need to deal with. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to pay you if you do, if you do exactly. what you did last year, again this year, but if you don't, sucks, we're going to save our money. And, That's the and we'll maybe tag you again. And we'll maybe tag you again because there's no restrictions on how many times we can do it. We can. The only restriction is, is we only have one. Is absurd. Exactly. Is absurd. Um, it's so dumb. Speaking yeah. of which, did you, did you guys see oh. the the Dolphins linebacker? What's his name? Um, oh, Kyle Van Noy. Yeah. I, yeah, he gets released after one year into a four year deal. What I, the hell? I just. I don't. Was he smoking the marijuanas? No. No, it was a cap, it was a cap move. It was so dumb. Again, a, a cap move, man. We hear that but, so much. Yeah. Look, yeah. we discussed this maybe a month or so ago. That uh, um, when it comes to like all of the sports franchises, between all of the sports, there's really only like six teams that actually care about winning. And yeah. then the rest are kind of just there, and they may win like by accident. Yeah, they may be well, 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 <laughs> well, turning a bigger profit than the guys that want to win. Right, right. But it's really it's the New York teams, it's the LA teams, it's to and then to a lesser extent, it's the Chicago teams, the Philly teams, and then mm-hmm. the rest of California. Besides, yeah, exactly. and when I say the New York teams, I don't mean the Bills. Even though the Bills are good right now, they're not one of the franchises <laughs> that have a focus yeah. on winning. Yeah, um, they're Canadian. They're pretty much Canadian. <laughs> but like, look, here's here's you know to, to to move on to basketball. So Blake Griffin buys out his contract with the Pistons. I, I don't know how, but there's there's word that the Brooklyn Nets are making a move for Blake Griffin. How? Yeah, I, as a, as a Nets fan, it. I would love it. I would love it. I could see it happening. But how do the Nets have the money for this? Again, the Nets is... are just going. Their Nets are saying we're winning this year, or we'll just like see. We'll we'll become a D one school. <laughs> they're gonna blow up the team next year because they can't afford it. Definitely. No, but here's here's the. I would say I was you know just watching some things the other day, and uh, you know I'm gonna obviously shamelessly plug my Sixers here, but if you look at the Nets, who on paper should easily be the the team coming out of the East, their biggest challenge. If they play Philadelphia, there's no one that can check and beat. I mean, like it's a it's a real problem. If you get Blake Griffin, he might slow him down. I I, I mean, that's not a it's still not a much of a yeah. favorable matchup because because Blake is not a spring chicken anymore. He's no, old. he's not. No, he's he's in his early thirties. Yeah, and he's had multiple yeah. injuries. Uh, no, I he looks I, like a Cheeto. I can I can see Blake. <laughs> I can see him going to like him end up on the fucking Lakers, man. Rico liked that. I, I did. I did. I did. Uh, His hair looks like Cheeto dust. It does. I, I remember someone trying to tell me he's an he's an albino black guy. 
Well, I know. I, I don't know enough on the situation to. No, he's mixed race. He's mixed race. His dad's black. His mom's white. But he, he's got a weird thing going on. I've always thought that. Look, well, Mike Bibby, you could say, is an albino, too. I, I don't think. I think Bibby, Bibby's white. No, his dad is black. Yeah. What? It's weird. Today yeah, Mike, Mike Sr. Yeah, Mike Sr. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And so I, I just think, again, we, we, we worry so much. And this is when, like, I really roll my eyes at fans of all teams, including my own. When they talk about you know money or cap issues, I'm like, man, it's not, it's not your money, bro. The fuck do you care? Yeah, what do you care exactly? <laughs> like, now let me let me make my pitch to why Blake Griffin should come to Phoenix. All right, we're the, fuck off. We're current. <laughs> we're, we're currently we're currently the number two seed in the West. We have injuries in our front court right now. Come right in, plug right in with Devin Booker and Chris Paul. He's going. He's going to Brooklyn or the Lakers. And I'm not saying this as like a homer. I'm saying this is because the, the only reason Blake Griffin got bought, bought and bought out is because, we, like we said, he's not he, he's not he's not a spring chicken anymore. He's going for a ring. He's going for a ring. I can also see him going to the Utah Jazz. Um, yeah, I, I would see if he's going if he's going if he's going to a team in the West that's not the Lakers. It's the Jazz before the Suns because he he's going to a team where he can get a ring. So it's either going to be the Nets in, in the East, maybe the Bucks, or it's going to be the Lakers in the West, maybe the Jazz. Do you really think sure. the Jazz are a t- title contender, a real one? I think they're maybe one level ahead of Phoenix, but that's not our knock. I can agree Phoenix. with that. I can agree with that. Yeah, I can agree with that. <laughs> I, if, if he's going, if he's going to the West, it's it's the 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 Lakers. I'm just saying, if it's if he's going to the West and it's not the Lakers, my money's on the Jazz before the Sun. Dude, dude, no one wants to go to Utah. Come on, no yeah. one wants to fuck a, a fucking Mormon bitch. <laughs> oh, man, I gotta say, I was I loved seeing that uh, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell got fined for complaining about the refs in that game against the Sixers. Uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh like, but you know it's bullshit though. He didn't Spider didn't deserve it. Oh, but I'm um, like I love I love gamesmanship in, in sports, I guess, and, and for an athlete to really embody a city is so rare these days. But God, Joel just Philly fans love him and he is so good at playing the role of that guy you wanna hate. Like, well, because he talks shit and he backs it up. Yeah. Yes. Like, uh, you know, there was talk about how he was scared of facing Rudy Gobert last year, and he fucks around and drops yeah. forty and twenty on it. Like, yeah, something ridiculous. Rudy Gobert is the reason the world ended a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. with his mic touching and spitting and. All yeah, that's that what I was stuff. just doing over here. I was uh, licking the I was mic. Licking, yeah. I, it, oh, oh, I hate yeah. that ASMR shit. Gross. But uh, here's my hot take: NBA refs are nothing but some punk ass bitches. Is that they, a hot take? They have car. They, they, they have. It's a fact, but I'm going to take it as a hot take. But uh, you know, okay. they get so offended Lukewarm so easily. Yeah. Oh, all right. Fuck off. <laughs> but <laughs> but you know, shit. They can't. They tee people up just because they have a difference of opinion than they do. It's bullshit. I, okay, so I, I do. Wait, are you saying there's politics involved in sports? <laughs> what? No, I'm not saying that. Uh... What? What a hot take, Rico. <laughs> yeah, I, I totally agree. Okay, so so for anyone that is not familiar with what Rico's real gripe here is, the Devin Booker technical the other week when he got thrown out against double the technical, double technical. Yes, here's the only thing I will say. I, I He's, in, that dude just getting shafted left and right is. For NBA refs, I think maybe there is a difference of scrutiny placed on an NBA ref and an NFL ref, for instance, because they're so much more visible, you know? Uh, and also, there's so many more judgment calls. Uh, you know, a call can go either way, but if they call it one way and then they got to, you know, stick to their guns on saying this was a you know 
a hack. This was a you know, charge or whatever. They got to defend that. And I can only imagine what it's like when you have guys a foot taller than you being like, bro, are you fucking kidding me? Dude, I think the uh, best example of the, why NBA refs suck is remember uh, it was uh, like five years ago when Tim Duncan was on the bench and he was just like joking around with the players. He got one tech and he was like, what the fuck's going on? Why am I getting teched? And then he kept talking with his teammates on the bench and then he got teched again and ejected. And he didn't, he wasn't even suited up in the game. It was, that was the, the rep, Joey Crawford. Joey Crawford. Yes. Yes. He was, oh, again, one of those refs that just have a, he was inflated, a dickhead. <laughs> yes. Have an inflated <laughs> sense of their own impact. And in, in all sports, it seems like there are refs that want to make the, the game about them. Uh, whether they mean, I mean, I can't, I, I really want to believe that none of these refs really truly want to do that, but it seems like they do. But in the NBA where there's a lot of divas, including the refs, yes. it, it, it's so funny. Yes. Um, the NBA is a soap opera, dude. But it's the best soap opera on TV. Oh, it's amazing. It like, is. It's amazing, especially when KG tells Mello that his wife tastes like cereal, uh, like cunning nut Cheerios. <laughs> Do you remember that? No. (laughs) Yeah, I do. No. Oh my God. That was like, I think really, that was like the, that was the beginning, I think, of when the NBA was decided, okay, our off season is going to be a soap opera to keep us relevant, to make NBA a 12 month sport. Yeah. KG was interviewed after a game. He was on the Celtics. Mello was on the, I think he was on the Knicks already. I don't think he was on the Nuggets yet uh, anymore. I do think Mm -hmm. Mello was on the Knicks at this point. And, uh, KG was just like, hey, Mellow, Lala tastes like Honey Nut Cheerios or something to that effect uh, during a news conference. Uh, <laughs> Lala is, I always say Lala Anthony is very hot. I will very say, big. okay, so I don't remember that specifically, but I don't know. Okay, I don't The NFL, I can say, they cognizantly move towards promoting their 12-month season. I feel like the NBA needs to really look at LeBron James and thank him for making it a 12-month season with the process. Oh, yeah, especially with with the the, the decision decision. and all that. Yeah. For better or worse, I think most people can agree that it was good intentions, but just bad. Horrible execution, yeah. (laughs) Um, That really – changed how nba you know free agency and the excitement about you know the off season uh yeah although although obviously the celtics you know they had their big three but that didn't compare to the bosch and james going to with wade well yeah because because that big three only won one championship together mm-hmm. which is crazy when you think about it like they, oh, bosch Bosch got injured early on. Well, no, that, I was talking about the Boston big three. Yes. The, oh, the Boston. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. Three, I did not know. Yeah, one, yeah, two. yeah. The KKG. Yeah. The, Paul, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The original big three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. no, the original big three is MJ, Pippen, and Rodman. I guess on paper, but I, I think that's different. Yeah. I think that's different because that team was assembled and then they brought in. Dennis Rodman, they weren't. Yeah, that a, team had already a, won. It wasn't yeah, a super team. That team had already won three championships. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went down as a super team. But oh yeah, right out, right, right after nineteen ninety eight. Well, that was Jordan's second retirement, and uh, that team Pippen was got Michael traded. Jordan. Yeah, and Pippen got traded, and Dennis got released. So yeah, I, I will Edison say went on to fuck Carmen Electra. So like, good for him. <laughs> Who really, is still a smoke yeah. show? Is she, yeah. I have not. I have no idea what Carmen Electra looks like in twenty twenty. Dude, you gotta watch smoke. the last dance. She's interviewed. Yeah, it's smoke, smoke show. Smoke really still. good for her. good for her. And and you know who still looks good, even though like a little a little washed up. Uh, Denise mm. Richards. I say the same thing. She's a little washed, but she's still a little washed. <laughs> but like, <laughs> okay. Speaking of random chicks from our past, Starship like, Troopers still. Jessica Alba. I sent Rico. I sent Rico a TikTok of her. Man, I was just like, oh man. 
Jessica oh. still got it. You know, oh uh, and you know, you know, you know who's, who don't got it anymore? Hmm. Pam Anderson. <laughs> oh, come on. That's pretty. Like, no, I actually think, I actually think Pam Anderson looks better in, in a sense without all the fucking like plastic makeup all over her. She's just kind of going more with like a natural. She's fine. And yeah, by the way, Car- Carmen Electra's Bay. I'm looking at her. Photos. <laughs> 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 uh, I. Okay, so wow, okay. she's fifty. Yeah, these yeah, women, she's fifty like, and and that hot. I mean, same with J Lo and Shakira in their mid forties. Like, oh no, well, J Lo's fifty now. J Lo's fifty. J Lo, J Lo's over fifty. Oh my god, good. remember the, the the Super Bowl halftime show oh last year? Oh my god, this is so oh amazing. My god. Oh. And I liked how everybody was like, "This was inappropriate. <laughs> this was inappropriate." <laughs> Meanwhile, the year before that, like Adam Levine got practically naked on stage, and the same suburban housewives that were going, "This is inappropriate," were fucking like all up in their business the year before oh, for 50 Adam Levine. Oh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, <laughs> fact. I, okay, so <laughs> this brings me, I guess, to another another topic. Is okay. So with the increasing amount of hysteria around the ridiculousness that I call cancel culture. And I think cancel culture is so overrated, like in terms of- Oh no, where are we we going with this? Where are we going with this? I don't think that it is as much of an issue as we, as people make it out to be, okay? Like cancel culture, the, the Washington football team changing their name is not cancel culture. No. That it's per- is it's progressiveness. Like that was it was overdue. It was overdue and it was a business decision. <laughs> like, oh yeah, exactly. Business decision. <laughs> but at the same time, they could have gotten ahead of it and they chose yeah, not to. Years ago. Years you know, ago. Yeah. Years ago. So so that's why I say it's a business decision. And I don't say the football team, the name change. That's not, in my opinion, cancel culture. That's just you took so, too uh, long. What, what about the Cleveland baseball team? Is that official? Are they, is that yeah? I was going to say, is that official? I mean, yeah, they, said they're they changing said, the name, but is that official? Yeah. The name. I, what, what else do you call them? The Cleveland fuckheads? Well, they still. The, I didn't know if they're still the Indians until um, Spiders. I heard is the what contender? Cleveland Spiders. <laughs> I think I think an old baseball team from like the late 1800s based in the Cleveland area was called the Spiders and they're going to essentially rumor the rumor is is that they're going to rebrand as that I think they should go one of two routes I think they should either call themselves the Cleveland Steamers yeah um, yes yes or, yes or they should call themselves the Cleveland Oranges and their color should be brown <laughs> Ooh, I like and, that. But if they're gonna go the spider route, if they name themselves the Cleveland Black Widows, ooh, okay, sounds like some cool. base, uh, uh, some uh, backyard baseball shit. Uh, hey, Pablo Sanchez. yeah, Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, again, I'm gonna say this: the, the same holds true for for Cleveland. Uh, and I think also, I believe I saw the. I don't know if Arrowhead changed the stadium name, but they're also the the field got renamed. Um, uh, yeah, got did it get renamed to like to tribute someone or something like that. Essentially, I think they got rid of the arrowhead. I believe cancel culture, man. Cancel but culture. I that's not cancel culture. That's just we should have rebranded years ago, but we wanted to be douches and thought that this situation would go away, and we wanted to make a, a stand to kind of pander to some political cause that's really like not a big deal, and now. We're realizing eh, we're behind the times. So, do you think the Atlanta Braves are next? I think it'd be it'd be very prescient of the Braves to do that. Yeah, yeah. And and, and name them the Hammers. Yes. yes. It's actually. Thank you. We made, we made, I know we made fun of you uh, a few episodes ago for it, but that is because it's a stupid name. Even though it, it's it's, it's, it's memorializing Hank Aaron. It's a stupid name for a franchise. It is. It is the leading contender right now. If the Atlanta Braves change their name, will be the Atlanta Hammers. So TJ, even though you're still a cock, um, yes, <laughs> huge cock, <laughs> huge cock. No, no, no. He's a tiny cock. 
Um, <laughs> Mike, microcock. Okay, okay. Cocks aside. I mean, just think about the fact that, again, pre-COVID, okay, you had an entire baseball stadium where it was, you know, accepted for everyone to be making the Tomahawk war chant. Okay, like, oh, oh, oh. I mean, I, I'm sorry, I, I'm not a social justice warrior, but like, man, it's a little bit offensive if you think about it. I mean, Florida State still does it, I think. Yeah, and they're going to be probably. Yeah, they one of should the change last. their name too. <laughs> but they should change the Seminoles. Their... Yes. To 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 what the Florida Man's the I, crab I, legs. The crab legs. That's good. <laughs> uh, but none of these teams, I feel like, would they? I, I don't feel bad at all because they wouldn't be in this situation if they had decided to be proactive and deal with it before this was going to come because like you can't say that this has this these issues are new i mean they no they're not new yeah <laughs> like how long have people been were people talking about the redskins and how that was an offensive name for years decades decades uh, and yeah I, I just i think these owners and, and you know there's the certainly a i think a relationship between most owners being on the right politically, just, you know. Yeah, most of them, most yeah. of them, yes. And, and especially the ones that owned these franchises that had these names really kind of feeling as if they could ignore the, the growing calls for, for some changes to be made. Um, mm-hmm. they, they wanted to, you know, kind of flout that they were, you know, above the, the, the current, so to speak. So after you get rid of all the indigenous people uh, that teams are na- named after, where do you go for, for next? Do you go for the uh, endangered species? Yeah, you go to the birds. So you, like the Orioles have to change their name. The Eagles have to the change Eagles. their name. No, that's yeah, a honestly, ridiculous honestly, take. Honestly, the Yankees need to change their name. That's because a ridiculous that, that, take. That has connotations to the Civil War. That's a ridiculous. Yeah, do, the, do, do the do the Jaguars change their name because Jaguars are endangered? Okay, yeah. but like we saw this, and in... the Gators, the Florida Gators, need to change their name because it's offensive to Gators because there's also crocodiles in Florida. I, I mean, we we saw this. I know that it. You know, we, we're laughing about Florida and the, the Seminoles changing their name, but it's not unprecedented at all. I mean. Ole Miss changed my high name school did it six seven years ago. I'm yeah yeah. Wait, are they not the rebels uh, anymore? I th- yeah, they're just Ole Miss. They're no mascot name. I, I don't think. Or they they okay, at so least today today I learned that they're not the rebels anymore. They they at least got rid of their mascot, which was the the Confederate UNLV guy. UNLV is getting rid yeah. of their uh, mascot. The UNLV rebels. Yeah, the rebels. Rep. He's he's out. Which well yeah, and I've I've said it before on this podcast, uh, Stanford University. Which is like the most liberal lib- university of all time. The, car- the, in- the cardinal. The cardinal. Their color. Yeah, they used to be called the Indians. Tree. Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, they're a tree. Yeah, they're a tree. They're a tree. Which. Yeah. I. I'll never forget. Like one of my. So again, we all have. Syracuse, a- Syracuse are the orange. They were the orange men. St. John's were the red men. They're now the red storm. Yeah. The although the red stone is the red storm is kind of badass. I think that's pretty. Good, it is pretty right? badass, but the Syracuse Orange are so weird. Yeah. Orange, they're well, a color. yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're a color. <laughs> but I, I really liked this, um, and you know, I'll never forget when he did it. But I'm a big Bonamani Jones fan, and you know, he caught so much flack for. And this was about three, four years ago. He wore a T-shirt on, you know, I forget it was highly questionable or something, and it literally just had the Indians logo. Mr. Chief Wahoo, and then it said the Caucasians in their writing, and people were really like offended. And <laughs> like, well, what are you, what are you offended about? Like, yeah, what the, what the hell, you, you little weirdos? What? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I just think, look, maybe it's not a good idea to appropriate someone's culture and use it as your team name. I don't know. 
yeah, it's kind of controversial. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be okay if the New York Mets were like, we're gonna change our name to the New York Jews. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Yeah. <laughs> to, to honor the Jewish population here in New York, like that would be a load of shit. Yeah, it's like I that would be a load of shit, and it's the. And it's the same thing with like the people flying the Confederate flags and they're like, that's a part of my history. You don't see Germans flying the Nazi flag saying that's a part of my history. Yes, no, it's true. It's, we, we, we it's know. true. We don't. Um, uh, and let me just disclaim for our first time listeners, I'm very Jewish, so I'm allowed. I mean, you probably can tell by the voice that I'm <laughs> Jewish, but I, uh, <laughs> I uh, hey, look, I know, I know that I have a very nasally New York Jewish voice, but uh I'm not very Jewish, so I'm, I'm allowed to say this. <laughs> but you're a good Jewish boy. Even, even at, at any point, and again, this talks of you know politics and sports, you know, they are ingrained. They are together, okay? I mean, one of the most iconic sports photos is, uh, is Jesse Jackson. I mean, literally, the entire raising your fist that started Jesse Owens. I'm sorry, Jesse Owens. Jesse, Jesse Owens. Jackson. Just Je- Jesse Jackson. The fuck? Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, seriously, people don't realize Jesse Owen went on and he ran in the 38 Olympic Games in Berlin, okay, with Hitler in the audience. Oh, and Hitler and, was like puking the entire time. Yes, Hitler's oh, entire yeah, premise yeah, yeah. was that the German race was was better at all of these not, was, not no, 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 not the German race, specifically the, the Aryan race. race, blonde-haired, blue eyes, which is ironic because that wasn't even Hitler. That's irony, not a coincidence. Um, and <laughs> just to bring it back full circle. You'll appreciate this. I, there's a really amazing story out there about um, a Jewish, uh, a Jewish German woman, pole vaulter. Um, she was obviously a very talented athlete in the thirties and they essentially made her dress up and participate in the games, but they didn't want anyone to know she was Jewish. No, no, as a woman, but it was a big scandal because they had already passed the Nuremberg laws, essentially revoking citizenship from all Jews. But then she was dominating for the German team and it, it really threw the whole, yeah, your whole master race bullshit doesn't really hold up, bro. Yeah, it doesn't hold any water. Yeah, I'm forgetting her name right now, but it, you know, she had a, a tragic but remarkable story. Um, and Jesse, well, that also reminds me of Munich. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably one of the most badass Mossad stories that's like known to the public about the Israeli and a very and a, and a very good movie too. Oh, with uh, Eric Bana. Uh, mm-hmm. I love it. Whatever happened to Eric Bana? He was in the he, he was in the shitty Ang Lee Incredible Hulk. He was <laughs> that's in, what killed uh, his career. That's what killed yeah. his career. He was in Munich, which I'm pretty sure he won an Oscar for or was at least nominated. Then he was in some really weird movie with Adam Sandler and uh Leslie Mann. Funny, funny, funny people, people, yeah. And that and I haven't seen him since. The yeah. ugly truth. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, the ugly truth. That's right. And, and another dope Mossad story is the... Do you flick your bean? The... What the uh, fuck? Yeah, what? What? <laughs> uh, is the... You've never seen The Ugly Truth? No, okay. No. But no, Jason, you'll appreciate wow. the... Wow, wow. The, the Adolf Eichmann extradition case mm-hmm. is, I think, the dopest uh, Mossad like, fucking story that we know about that's in like uh, argentina right like they literally or chile or something it, like yeah that? no it was in argentina yeah, uh, yeah, yeah adolf eichmann was you know a leading uh, uh holocaust essentially commandant for the nazis he fled to argentina and with a lit- bunch of the high command <laughs> yeah and Mossad literally just was like yeah we know he's there we know Argentina is protecting these guys. They're not going to extradite him. Fuck it. And they just straight got his ass and took him back to mm-hmm. Israel, put him on trial. Like badass shit. Yes. Yeah. And then you look, then you look at, go off on a tangent, look at Argentina. Their history is sketchy at best. At best, bro. Like 
we there's so much stuff that especially in those the south america where a lot of those high you know, war criminals fled to like we're going to be finding stuff out for years for decades about you know just random people that fled there and i guess i'm trying to tie this back into the cancel culture thing you know people that complain about oh you're taking away my history blah 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 they rarely are people that know anything about history and well, like i said you don't see germans saying yeah i'm allowed to fly my nazi flag because exactly. it's part of my history so why do you have stupid fucking americans going I want to fly my Confederate flag because it's part of my history. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's it's one of the ugliest stains on our recent history. As it exactly. is with Germany. And in Germany, Nazi paraphernalia is illegal. Yes. Yeah. But, but so if you said it's, that. It's their stain. Their Germany's stain on their history is very similar to our stain. Germany handles it a lot fucking better. Mm-hmm. They don't deny it. Germany isn't like, well, I mean, there's plenty of Holocaust deniers, but the, the, Germany yeah, as a whole, is, yeah. the, con- the country as a whole doesn't deny it. They're yes. very, they're very understanding. They're a great uh, ally to Israel and to the Jewish people as a country. Brandenburg Gate, like. <laughs> I, dude, I, yeah. man, I gotta be honest, like the, going to Berlin and like seeing the Brandenburg Gate, Brandenburg Gate is like one of my like dreams. I really want to go over there and see that. I've been. You've never yeah. been. Yeah. Uh-uh. I'm shocked in all your world, world travels, man. You've never been. No, like yeah, I'm, especially with an historian just like yourself. Like, yeah. And another thing that I think is also fascinating is with the uh, Olympics coming up in Japan. There's been a lot of talk about how, unlike Germany, Japan has really never taken responsibility for a lot of their war crimes, which. They didn't apologize for Pearl Harbor until like the nineties. Well, and people don't realize that even beyond the, the, you know, Pearl Harbor, I mean, about an estimated 20 to 25 million Chinese and Koreans were killed between 30 and 45. uh, And they still deny that it happened. Um, Dude. um, Yeah. People don't know, but Japan is like, low-key racist they don't allow anybody to immigrate there and did you see that one of their i mean they just had a thing where their olympic commissioner got all sorts of flack because he said the reason we don't have women on the committee is all you do is talk yeah and that uh we don't we don't allow uh, white people black people in our countries because we want to keep our bloodlines pure what? I never did like, that. What the? That's fuck? insane. See, I I thought yeah. we were really past the racial hygienics. You know, like literally, I thought that we played eugenics. this out. Yeah, eugenics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, same difference. Figured out that it was that a is... remarkable fail. Um, well, but... just to say, we've we've gone off the fucking no, rails, no, boys. No, no, we haven't. No, we, no, we really <laughs> have. We this is so a sports far from sports. This is a... This is a sports podcast, and we're sitting here talking about potential eugenics in Japan. And, but because of the Olympics being there, bro, if the Olympics... Yeah, this summer. <laughs> yes, and again, if you're going to host... and, and this is, Oh, we're allowed to talk about this because the Olympics are in Japan. It, okay, yes. here's my two cents. Here's my two cents on this. If you're hosting the Olympics, the World Cup, um, any, of the, any of these major sporting events that are supposed to be, you know unifying events for world sport the world which, yes which is what they should be you have to be a good citizen of the world to re- to really host them in my opinion um that's why you know with qatar hosting the world cup and russia previously it's like hmm that's mm. a little, a oh. little sketch in a little you sus. know yeah, Brazil was a little sus too. Japan vented. Japan off. vented in Medbay. Japan vented in Medbay. <laughs> 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 I love that game so much. <laughs> Same. I still play from time to time. Yeah. I just, I think no matter what, when it comes to cancel culture, it, it, I hear people that say that, and I think to myself, man, 
What a wonderful we're just, world. We're just trying to, to, to fight against the, uh, you know, people are trying to fight against the inevitable. And in sports, these things always change. The people that get out in front of it and people that are behind the times, you know. Um, so I, I do think we'll see the Braves change their name next. Uh, I'm really excited to see, they're not, maybe not excited, but it's the Chiefs have to be on the hot seat. I right. mean, but is it offensive though? The chief is like a high position. It doesn't agree. matter. You can't, I, you can't, can't, you can't draw the line in some yeah. places, but not in others. So you have to, uh, you have true. to just go all, you true. can't, you have to go all in with it. And I don't, I don't think this is cancel culture in this aspect. I think Mr. Potato Head becoming just Potato Head and banning Dr. Seuss books is. Uh, they didn't ban Dr. Seuss books. Dr. Seuss decided we're not going to publish them anymore. That's different. Uh, eBay, eBay will now no longer allow uh, you to sell uh, Dr. Seuss books on their website. Dude, was anyone selling real... Dr. Seuss books? I don't so, know, man, but I was three years old and I was able to read Dr. Seuss, so damn it! One, two, fish, blue fish, red fish, book. Actually, it was the foot book. Actually, it was the foot book that I was able to read. Horton, here's a who? Horton, here's a what? Um, but look, that's cancel culture. This is, look, understanding what systemic racism is and recognizing systemic racism um, that's not cancel culture. That's where we're evolving as a society to realize that at the end of the day, no, we're not, we're not idle. It's like I said, if the New York Mets said, we're going to start calling ourselves the New York Jews or the New York rabbis, that would be no bueno. Yes. No. Yeah. So it's, it's recognizing and understanding systemic racism is not cancel culture. It's evolving as a society. And I don't, I, you can't, you can't just be like, oh, well, chief is a, is a, is an honorary title and a high title. So it's got, it's all or nothing. And it, and it has to be all because we need, we need to grow. Yes. So I'd be, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the weirdos that call themselves Gen Z trying to cancel Eminem. What the fuck was that about? Why are they canceling Eminem? Oh, have you ever heard of his music? Okay. Yeah. They, I, I did see this. You know, uh, on the internet, people saying like "blah blah blah" is ridiculous. They like the the younger generation is listening to his music, like, "Oh my God, these lyrics are so offensive. He should be canceled, killing his wife and uh, and <laughs> taking drugs." And it's like, but hey, yeah, he, no. he apologized to his mom. He cleaned out his closet. Hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, Mama. I cleaned out her closet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't mean to hurt you. Okay, I mean, I do think I didn't mean to make you man, cry. I don't want to hear you sing Eminem. Um, and hey, and hey, he 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 apologized to you know all the gay people by doing a song with Elton John. So, come on. There is a case to be made that yes, Eminem could not release the music he did in 2000 today and it go over the oh, way that it did. hell no no right. hell no okay okay so on that point <laughs> um we need to I'm, I'm i'm fine with changing team names but we shouldn't erase the fact that those were at one point their team names i'm fine yes. and i think we should get rid of confederate monuments they should not be out anymore but they should be in a museum because yeah if, if you it, because if you if you if you if you just cancel it completely and pretend it never happened, well then history is doomed to repeat itself. We exactly. need to remember that America was once cool with like Stonewall Jackson in the 1990s having a fucking monument outside of North Carolina State Capitol. Yes, we need to know that 130 yes. years after the Civil War, we still considered this permissible behavior. Yes, it shouldn't be there anymore. But there needs to be a, a museum. We need to remember. Look, the Holocaust. There's a museum in D.C. There's a museum. I was in just going to bring that up. Yeah, and there's a museum in, in Jerusalem, Yad Vashem. And sorry, you you can you can remove these monuments. You can, re, but you need you need a you need to put them up somewhere. I, I you need to remember. Yeah, you need to agree remember. more. Um, and, and to the fans that say, you know, I I'm not going to support my the Washington team. I've been a Redskins fan okay. my whole life. That's fine. Like, All right. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Are you, are, are you that Bye. attached? Are you that attached to the name? Like, come on, dude. It, yeah. <laughs> the only thing you should be attached to is the Jersey and that's yes. it. Yes. I, I, I get that. Maybe. Okay. If, if they were just, if it was a matter of, okay, 
uh, we're pulling a Bobcats and, you know, rebranding because that name sucked. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I don't think they did much better with the Pelicans. Um, but at least Charlotte made it whole again with the Hornets. Yes. But it's not just a matter of, okay, we're going to get, you know, new jerseys. And they kept the jerseys. They're keeping all those things. It, it's just, hey, it's a different time. It's a different time. <laughs> and that's, a, that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. The game is still the exactly. same. Exactly. It's okay. Great example, and I think we should probably wrap up on this note, is uh, I think we spoke about it, is them changing Splash Mountain. They should absolutely, in Disney, change Splash Mountain. They're changing yeah, it to, I think, it, Princess and the it, Frog. Because yeah, it, comes from, it comes from Song of the South. Yeah, it was oh. a little racist. It was a, it was right. a little racist. Oh, yeah, they have the, 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 they have the animated slaves or some shit, right? Yeah. No, what? no, no. Zippity-doo-dah, no. zippity-day. Zippity-doo-dah, yeah, no. But it's just like... Like it's it's okay it's okay to it's okay to recognize that things that were once permissible are not permissible anymore, because when you recognize that it's not permissible anymore, you also recognize that it should never have been permissible in the first place. But we've grown and we've learned, but we should not forget. I agree. Um, yeah, and, and I think and and the next uh, Disney ride to get canceled is the Matterhorn because it's offensive to hikers. And trains. That's ridiculous. And trains. <laughs> Way to ruin it. I identify as a tra- as I identify as a Swiss <laughs> train. <laughs> all right, all right. So on that note, uh, from the riff, I'm Jason Schifrin with TJ, then Tim Tim San James and Rico identifying as a Swiss train. I'm a Swiss train, yeah. baby. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Till next time. This is the riff. <laughs>